Hello and welcome back to another episode of Below the Dot Podcast. My name is Chris Sharp and, and I'm joined I, by... I am Terry McGregor. <laughs> We're going to get better at this. All right. So in this episode, we are going to discuss the episode um, episode number six of the first season, which is titled The Mating Game. I can go ahead and go over the description. Jimmy and Ashley's eight-month anniversary comes up. But with Paige playing Juliet to Jimmy's Romeo for their English class assignment, Ashley contemplates having sex with him to keep him interested. Meanwhile, Toby attempts to get closer to Emma when the 7th graders are given an assignment on endangered animals. Great stuff. Now we're we're getting getting into the good stuff. Right. I, I mean, Ashley sitting here trying to have sex with Jimmy. I told you guys, Degrassi goes there. But before we usually start with some fun facts, um, I'm actually going to start Terry off with a couple of trivia questions, and then we can go through her fun facts, and we'll get into the episode. So, ahem. number one, what was the last name of the character Rick who shot Jimmy? Oh, spoiler. I should have started with a spoiler. Why do I not know this? I didn't know it either. Oh my goodness. Is is it something super simple? Yes. Stop it. <laughs> I have no clue. I want to say, let me at least have like an educated thought for a second. No, I got nothing. Because what really wants to come out of my mouth is Jones. And that is so stupid. I'm really sorry. The answer is Murray. His oh, name is my Rick goodness. Murray. I told you it was super common. Oh my goodness. I'm so yeah. ashamed. So disclaimer. Um. All of these trivia facts are probably going to have spoilers in it. So now you know. If you didn't know, now you do know. Yep. (laughs) But you don't know how. (laughs) Exactly. You'll find out. All right. So my next question is, what kind of drug did Ashley take in season one? Ecstasy. Yes. Good job. (laughs) I just think about that scene where where Jimmy asks her, um, like, what's wrong with her or what she took? And she's like, A- B, C, D, E. I cannot. Again, it gets better. It really does continue to get better. Once we get into the hardcore stuff, it's really great television. (laughs) I made my friend watch. I think she started on that episode um, over the weekend. And she's just like, what is this? And I said, right, because this is exactly where you you need to start. She probably still won't listen to this podcast. But if she does, we yes, we are talking about you. Yes, you. (laughs) Um, all right, so those are our two trivia questions for the day. Um, and we can, I guess we can get into your fun facts. Cool. So a little bit about this episode. Again, it gets really good. This is where it starts to get interesting. Um, what I realized from this episode or what I found out is that we were introduced to another teacher. That's amazing. Again, I think we counted maybe seven before. So if we didn't yes. already count this person, maybe eight, but it could still be seven. And that's Mr. Armstrong, the math teacher and the coach. Um, I think I also read that he's one of the only characters along with Mr. Simpson that makes it to next class or like is seen in the most episodes of Degrassi, something wild like that. Um, 
And then this episode title, The Mating Game, is actually not a song. It's named after a movie. Couldn't, wow. Yeah. Really tried to find a song called The Mating Game and a bunch of movies came up. So I just muted you. <laughs> I was like, okay. wait, did I say my name or something? And then, and then I couldn't mute you, unmute you because of privacy, but I tried to mute myself so I could put on my sweatshirt. That's so funny. I'm like, wait, what am I saying? That's wrong. <laughs> I don't even know where I muted you at. You were talking about Mr. Armstrong being showing up in a uh, in next class, and um, it was really important. Yeah, there we myself. go. So, well, if literally, but the fun fact for today's episode of The Mating Game is we're introduced to Mr. Armstrong. He's the math teacher and the coach. Um, and then I read somewhere that he is, like, featured in the most episodes from Next Generation to Next Class. And that is, like, him up against Mr. Simpson. And then... Wow. Yes. I think it had to be, like, 300-plus episodes. And, again, it's a teacher. So we don't never... We never see as many things about them as we do the students. And there was, like, another fact in there that, like, we find out the license plate. is like, license plate is, like, Coach 001 or something (laughs) like that. All right. Interesting. Interesting that this is named after a movie instead of a song. Instead of a song. I wonder, I mean, there's a a lot of songs about sex too. So I think it's funny that they chose a movie title, but you know. All right. All right. So into the episode. So we all know this is about Jimmy and Ashley. And so it opens up with the students. Is this where, how it opens up? Yeah. The students in eighth grade are putting on Romeo and Juliet. Romeo is being played by Jimmy. Juliet is played by Paige's snake ass. Mm-mm. And I think Ashley gets a part as like um, a maid or something. She's like the Juliet's nurse or maid. something. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I write, Paige is way too happy to be playing Juliet for my taste. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I'm actually, you know what? It's not wrong for her to be upset to be playing the lead. But we, the she alludes to the fact that she's happy she gets to be Romeo's Juliet and Romeo who is being played by Jimmy which is just bizarre to me considering girl this is your best friend's boyfriend allegedly it's very trifling and when they find out that Paige is gonna play Juliet Ashley's like showing Terry like the anniversary gift that she got for Jimmy so it's like a really important time in the relationship and Paige is just really excited to maybe fuck that up (laughs) okay but let's talk about these anniversary gifts we're gonna gonna get because you know, we're just going to fast forward in this moment to disgusting anniversary gifts because Ashley gets Jimmy this super nice, I think, $60 like chain. And Jimmy gets Ashley a clay mold of her heart. No, heart. he fully like gave her his art project and was like, yeah. Here, happy anniversary. Because That's, what the hell? I just, I mean, should have been broken up on this alone. But either way, um, Ashley is really impressed by a lump of clay. And yeah, it's embarrassing. She's super happy that she is playing Juliet in the play opposite Jimmy. So we cut back over to JT and Toby because, you know, this episode is going to be about Toby and his crush on Emma. And JT and Toby are talking about how Dr. Sally is coming to talk to the eighth graders about sex. Now, Terry had some fun facts in here. And my fun fact of the day is that Dr. Sally also appeared in Dr. Junior High. Now, if you... Um, I don't know if she was really that popular, but she was popular in my little, at least at my school. Dr. Sally is played by Sue Johansson. So people in my grade and my classes, I think either in junior high, used to love talking about Sue Johansson because I'm pretty sure she had like a sex show. 
That's she hilarious. Would educate people on sex and everything sex related. So I just remember a lot of people used to always talk about Sue Johansson. So when I saw her playing Dr. Sally in this show, and then I also saw that she has appeared in Dr. or in Degrassi Junior High under the same role, I just kind of cackled to myself. So that's my fun fact is that Dr. Sally has come back from junior high to teach the same thing that everyone in seventh and eighth grade when I was in seventh and eighth grade were giggling about. Yeah. That's the funny thing right there. I love that they make her such like a prominent character. I remember this episode from when I was younger and like seeing it. It was such a prominent episode in my mind. And it's really Dr. Sally on this banana. So, (laughs) oh, God. (laughs) But yeah, so we, as we said, Toby and his crush on Emma is just growing and growing each day. So we see a little fantasy sequence of Emma walking seductively towards Toby and he views Sean as his competition. So, you know, we, and we know, you know, these last couple of episodes, Emma's kind of been eyeing Sean. She hasn't been really obvious about it, but if you just look at the side glances, the way that she stays after school to do certain things, she's asking him about himself. She's absolutely curious about what he has going on. And Toby picks up on that. So this is important because later it motivates him to try to impress Emma by helping her on a project. And I think honestly, it, it drives, it has a lot of motivating factors or drive behind a lot of his behaviors. But right now we're just looking at his little romantic his vision dream of Emma. sequence. It's so funny. There's like terrible music playing in the background and very bad lighting. It was so bad. <laughs> it so was funny. so bad. There's like a fan. Her hair is like blowing in the wind. Yeah. So Toby then is just really just molding his personality to try to just lay it on thick for Emma. He pretends that he was inspired to care about wildlife and the environment just so he can invite her over to watch a documentary. He's like, oh, wow. Well, you said this and you were talking about this. So I got this documentary and I was just wondering if maybe you wanted to come over and watch it. Unfortunately for Toby, she's like, awesome, amazing. Sean, did you want to come? That's like exactly what he was trying to avoid but you know she just fully like friend zoned him to bring to try and bring sean to this little thing honestly i don't even think she did it on purpose it's just she has her sights on sean and he has his sights on her and sean is just like i'm just trying to get out of seventh grade right i don't care about these turtles honestly but (laughs) (laughs) um but he i mean i honestly kind of think sean was nice because he sees that toby really obviously didn't want him to go I don't know how Sean was the only one who noticed Toby sitting here wishing him to say no, but he is. And he's like, ah, no, I got something to do. So that was nice of Sean. Um, Unfortunately, I really don't care, but we'll get (laughs) on to that later. Um, Back to Paige and Ashley. So Paige is once again present to voice the insecurities that Ashley wasn't actually even even thinking about. Right. Um, They're in the class. Spinner's. Dirty ass. Yes. Spinner's dirty ass. Guys. Oh, you know, because so so we're back in the sex class um, where we get to see the condom demonstration by Dr. Sally. On a, a banana. I had could have helped JT out in a few seasons. If you know, mm. you know. If, if you, you don't, don't you'll know. find out. Yep. Absolutely. Spinner's, Spinner's old dirty ass asks about his friend who's been dating a girl for eight months. He's like, oh, my friend's been dating a girl for eight months. When will they be ready to have sex? And Ashley's giving him dirty eyes and Jimmy and they just look really mortified and embarrassed because obviously everyone in the class knows that Spinner's asking about Ashley and Jimmy. 
This was so unnecessary. So unnecessary. This is nuts to me, too, because it's one of those moments where I'm like, Spinner and Paige belong together. Because why are y'all always in someone else's <laughs> business and not worried about yourself? And also, what the like, in retrospect, what the hell is eight months to an eighth grade relationship? Like, are you kidding? I know it's a big deal, but in terms of sex, that's insane. Like, why are we talking about having sex at this age? Yeah. And it's like, I get that. From my perspective as someone who is trained in sexual health education, unfortunately, I can recognize that it's important to provide, I think what they say is medically accurate or scientific information and like label the body parts as body parts, give medically accurate information so that the students know what they're supposed to know, which is important because if you go flashback to Degrassi Junior High, True. When Spike finds out she's pregnant, as we just watched this episode, she's like, well, I heard you couldn't get pregnant on the first time. And her oh, mom's yeah. like, nobody knows the truth. <laughs> right. And so Spinner asking about them having sex, mm, some are very few, not all. I mean, looking at like the data and et cetera. But it is important for them to have these conversations, apparently, because as we saw with Spike, she thought you couldn't get pregnant from the first time. And I feel like That's a fair. lot of people, I I did hear this growing up. People be stupid. Um, <laughs> no shade, because I guess they're kids. But anyway. Yeah, so it's fair ass. to debunk that. But again, Spinner's dirty ass is being shady by <laughs> like inserting himself in their relationship and their sex life. Because it's more yeah. peer pressure than it is him trying to get knowledge on it. And And it's also, I didn't get the vibe from any of this episode that Jimmy has been expressing that he wanted to have sex with Ashley. Right. Right. I didn't get that vibe. I didn't get it that he's been complaining about it. It felt really peer pressure-y, which is rich from a boy who doesn't even have a girlfriend to my knowledge. And right. so isn't having sex. But maybe he was off screen. Anyway, so there's Paige present to let Ashley know, oh, well, if you don't have sex with Jimmy, well, he might go get it somewhere else. Ashley wasn't even thinking about sex with Jimmy until Paige started talking about it. Um, yeah, Ashley was caught up on the fact that like she's just so smitten by Jimmy and the fact that she's really excited about getting like a clay heart from this man. So like, I would just assume if I was, you know, Terry, the good friend, that homegirl's not worried about having sex. So let her be smitten over this stupid lump of clay. It's terrible. But I mean, it's better than prematurely having sex and getting pregnant. So <laughs> right. And honestly, Ashley wouldn't have been insecure about anyone having sex with Jimmy if Paige weren't bending over backwards to flirt for him. Right. Like, she's doing a lot, considering, again, this is her best friend's man. But yeah. So that's what's going on with Ashley and um, Ashley, Paige, Terry, Jimmy, Spinner, the whole eighth grade crew. They're all thinking about Romeo and Juliet and having sex. Uh, <laughs> one thing that was interesting to me is that I wrote, I was like, is this like, a continuity error or episodes where they filmed and then like they were kind of aired in a different order because it's really weird to me that Paige is flirting with Jimmy in front of Spinner. So is Paige just a girl who kind of goes after the guys who her friends like, you know, first it was Spinner and now it's Jimmy or were these episodes aired out of order? I don't that's, have the answer. Yeah. That's a good point because she, I think it's, whoever they're sitting with at the table some random person alludes to the fact that Paige has already had sex and you would mm-hmm. think that like if Spinner heard someone talking about someone he was interested in he wouldn't want him to say those things but it's almost as if Spinner's like well yeah if you want someone to experience go with Paige so it seems like either nobody cared or was a continuity issue and I could see it being the second one because apparently in this episode we see Liberty in like three different shirts <laughs> 
in like the same scene. So it seems like very early on the next generation, there were a lot of um little goofs and yeah. Yeah. But also I could see and imagine a situation in that we know Spinner really wasn't that interested in Paige to begin he with. He wasn't. That's true. But how how did he just randomly jump at not being interested in Terry? I just I need more answers, and I don't think that we get them. We really don't. They cut a lot of that stuff short. Because, again, it very easily could have been a Terry and Spinner storyline, and we got Spinner and Paige, but nobody really right. asked for it. Right. But either way, um, it it could have been that Paige just goes for what her friends have. Because Absolutely. Paige, Ashley, Ashley does say, anything I ever had, Paige had to have it. And so could have been either way here because she does say that i had this and page wanted it i had that and page wanted it yeah and, now, and then she's got you know we got page over here gaslighting ashley and claiming that she isn't entirely she isn't all over eric or jimmy it's just it's just for show it's just acting no girl you're definitely all over jimmy right because they're rehearsing in a classroom it's not even like they're on stage and they're like about to perform this thing it's like y'all are in a classroom so even the fact that they're rehearsing and like kissing and stuff like that in such close proximity is crazy to me and she jumped to kiss him (laughs) absolutely and it's just like if that was really your friend and you were in competition with this person i feel like you would probably hold off on kissing this person until you needed to do it you know what i mean But, like, this episode is so important because, to me, I watch this and I say, you deserved exactly what she said to you in the season finale. You deserved yeah. it, Paige. Um, For you sure. You have been building up to this moment and the nerve of you to be so upset by what she says to you because it was valid. You'd been asking for it all season and probably before that. But whatever. <laughs> Um, Spinner is actually for the first time, and I want to say 14 seasons, first and only time, not giving Jimmy bad advice because we cut back to Spinner and Jimmy where he's really pressuring Jimmy to have sex, but he's also telling him you need condoms and we need to go get them and I'm going to help you. It's not that big of a deal. Um, So, I mean, like he is pressuring him to have sex, but at least he's not pressuring him to have sex and get pregnant. Um, right. Uh, right. So there's a point to all of that. And it's just like, now that we have watched that Degrassi, what was that junior high episode where like Spike yeah. was pregnant, where like homeboy was just like, Oh, well it's not my problem if she gets pregnant. It's a, a nice jump from that to this and the next generation, yeah. where at least being responsible with it while still peer pressuring. Right. Um, interesting is that, I, I don't know what was going on in t- 2003 with online ordering, but right. Ashley goes home and she buys condoms with Terry online, which is great because she's like, you know, the girls need to be responsible too. Cool. But she buys them online and they are at her house either later that day or the right. next day. And I have questions because as someone who uses Amazon Prime today, that's pretty revolutionary to the <laughs> time. Absolutely. Never- and... The thing is, she swiped her card at the door. She didn't put her credit card information in online. I I don't know what was going on in Canada in 2003, but never have I ever seen this. And also the fact that her mom was like, well, what'd you buy? Oh, just girl stuff. Girl, you better see what she got in that bag. I mean, I guess I'm glad that you value your daughter's privacy. 
But I would have been suspect. I mean, yeah. And I think it's funny that to Ashley, it made more sense to just do it online because she probably didn't have to deal with as many people, even though the man holding the bag of condoms at the door is like shaking it to find out what it is. That was probably less embarrassing in her head than it would be like Jimmy's experience, like going to the place and like asking for them. And then the man at the counter is literally putting in his two cents. So, yeah, I'm just I'm very curious about what type of delivery service Ashley was using that she was able to get it so quickly. Yeah, that's the funny thing to me. And it's also funny because the conversation she has with Terry as she's ordering them are just kind of like you can buy anything on the net. And it's like, wow, we've come so far. (laughs) Right. We're actually, yeah, now you can, but you definitely couldn't in 2003. But okay, well, I guess we'll just (laughs) pretend. Um, Terry is being a pretty good friend is that she's acknowledging that Ashley has a lot of insecurities and that she may not be making this decision. So um, I would say that this is a pretty good episode for uh, demonstrating that Terry's a really good empathetic friend and Mm -hmm. also, you know, giving Spinner his one moment of not saying something entirely stupid. Um, But unfortunately, instead of listening or kind of reflecting on what Terry is saying, she then snaps at her about how she hasn't had a boyfriend. So she doesn't really know what she's talking about. Yeah, this part is the like, I have a few notes for Ashley because this episode is mainly about her and Jimmy. But like that was one where it's just like, all right, now you're just doing entirely too much because it's like you need to direct all that anger towards Paige, who is peer pressuring you to do things that she's probably currently not doing. And then you have Terry over here with like, giving you peace of mind and just kind of being like, it's really not what it needs to be about. And like bringing in the fact that she doesn't have a boyfriend, but you were also on the phone with her telling her that she needed a boyfriend. Come on. Like, what are we doing here? We're being a terrible friend to Terry. And it makes no sense because she's the only sane one in this episode almost, aside from when Spinner's not peer pressuring Jimmy. Right. So it's like Paige is being awful to Ashley. Ashley's being awful to Terry. And Terry's being awful to no one. Right. We got back to the class. Also, Ashley looked nervous to buy the condoms and they were $12 with overnight shipping. Just to say that I noticed this. $12 condoms with overnight shipping. So now I got to go see how much do condoms cost today? How much do condoms cost? You have to look that up and how much it freaking costs to overnight ship something. Okay. I guess you could get a Trojan's condom pleasure pack for $4.29 that has 12 lubricated latex condoms. All right, so I'll give her that. But $12 was shipping overnight? Ma'am. There's no way. There's a lie everywhere. But anyway, (laughs) Ashley confidently confirms with Jimmy that we're on for tonight. After, once again, Paige Paige dangles their kissing scene in front of Ashley's face. And in case you forgot. It's so out of spite. Everything that is happening in this episode is out of spite. God, yeah. In case we forgot, there's still Toby here. And Toby is pining (laughs) after his Emma. Which, if you remember, he did save Emma's life. And he's trying to impress Emma. But he has another dream sequence, which annoys Emma because he isn't focused. Emma is just about to leave to hang out with them when Liberty catches her. And she tells tells Emma that she has an article due for the Degrassi grapevine. Emma and her dolphin pants have to stay and work on that before joining her friends. So that's why I I was... I was actually reminded about Toby because Emma's was last seen from, from my knowledge, wearing those dolphin pants in the episode where Toby saved her life, which is the season, the series premiere. Ah, these dolphin pants. And I was laughing because she had like seven ponytails in her head, like just all over her head. Oh my gosh. Emma had the styles. (laughs) So Emma's after school working on this project and who does she see in there but 
Sean. And she sees, she eyes Sean and Liberty mm-hmm. is like, hey girl, so glad you're done. Want to go get a smoothie? And Emma's like, oh, you know what? I, I was actually supposed to help Sean, which she's a lie. So again, we just see that this interest that Emma has in Sean is growing. She lies to Liberty. She goes to go ask Sean what he's doing. She sees he's working on a project on dogs. Then she jokes, she's like, well, that they're not endangered. So, and Sean is like, they didn't say it had to be endangered. And she actually backtracks, um, which shows you a lot how she's interested in him because Emma's very firm in her position on things. So, right. she, you know, she doesn't stop. She doesn't back down. We saw with, at, on Parents Day over her little article. But with Sean, she's like, oh, well, oops, I didn't mean that. I'm sorry. Tell um, me more. <laughs> We know it's a moment because they play the Degrassi moment music. And I really just want that sound clip because I want to play that in this podcast. I used to have one when I lived with my parents. Charlie. What happened to it? I had to leave him. My brother's building it. It doesn't allow dogs. You must miss him. He was sort of dumb, you know. He he chased his own tail, the... He was afraid of cats, but he, I miss him a lot. I'm surprised um, that they don't have the bite somewhere for like sale. Yes. So I would like that. I don't know where to get it. Um, <laughs> see, clearly you know where to get it or you even know what it's called because I didn't. But anyway, so the resolution here is that Emma ends up basically ditching her little friends, Toby, JT, and Manny, who watched that terrible documentary in her honor, and she didn't even show up. And Toby storms home. And speaking of going home, we know he lives with Ashley. So let's check back in on Ashley and her $12 overnight condoms. (laughs) Ashley... Jimmy shows up to Ashley's with his condoms in a brown paper bag. He and Ashley then awkwardly sit on the bed next to each other. And what do we see? Ashley gets nervous and she leaves to freshen up, which I don't know anyone who says that. I just need to go freshen up. Seems very 60s, but okay. Very, very old school. That's hilarious. I need to use a powder room. Yeah, which is not code for cocaine. Not really sure. (laughs) Maybe Ashley was into that. But yeah. So she went to go do a bump of cocaine in the bathroom. She did not, but I mean, with Degrassi, she may have. That would have been great, honestly. <laughs> and when she returns at, due to the bump of cocaine, she now has the confidence to voice her anxieties about how she can't have sex. Um, and, you know, Paige with the play and how she's all over Jimmy. But Jimmy admits he's not ready either. And so he lets her know that he has no interest in Paige's thirsty ass. And they don't have to have sex. He's not really... He, he thinks it's too soon as well. So he's okay. So that's a nice little exchange where we see that, you know, he doesn't, he's not hurtful. He's not upset. And it really validates what we were saying all along is that Jimmy was not interested in having sex. And it was purely Spinner basically putting the pressure on everyone. And right. anything that Spinner thinks is a good idea is probably not. It's probably a bad idea. I think the funny thing here is too, is just like all this could have been avoided. They could have saved money on condoms. That, I mean, buy the condom. That's great that you know that you need it. They could have saved a lot of this like hassle and like going back and forth with their friends. If they, one, were literally just tell Spinner and Paige to shut up. But two, if they just communicated that like, I'm not really worried about doing this. I don't care how long we've been together. 
And also, nobody's worried about Paige. Like, it's literally um, a school project or whatever the hell it is. Like, all it would have taken is some communication for them to not do all this. But, you know, it makes for great television, which is fine. But again, in my opinion, they really should have just told Spinner and Paige to fuck off. (laughs) Yeah, they could have told Spinner and Paige to fuck off. But then where would that lesson have been? That's true. So Jimmy, so Jimmy and Ashley are on the bed giggling and blowing up condoms, which seem really stupid and juvenile, but I guess they are in eighth grade. When, in case you forgot him, Toby storms into the room on Ashley and, and Jimmy blowing up the condoms, and he snaps about how girls aren't worth it, and he storms out of the room. Ashley gives Jimmy his bracelet, which does not compare at all to the lump of clay that he gave her. And it's the next day at school and Emma's like, hey, Manny, how's it going? And down ass <laughs> bitch Manny is like, yeah, Toby was pretty upset. Emma's like, upset? Toby? Clueless. How? Her clueless ass. And she's like, girl, he has a crush on you. How have you How have you missed this? How has anyone missed this? Too worried no about has. Sean. Right. Literally everyone right. but Emma knows this. Right. You know what? Honestly, it makes sense because everybody but Emma knew that Jordan was a fraud. So <laughs> there we have it. Full circle. So Emma Emma is like, oh, wow, had no idea that Toby liked me. And I guess she kind of has to sit with that and decide what she wants to do. Is she going to pursue it? We don't know. We'll have to find out. Jimmy ends up letting Spinner know that he and Ashley didn't have sex. And he blames it on Toby basically coming home. Right. Which I I thought was really nice because um, Spinner had been kind of pressuring jimmy and saying that ashley was a prude so it eliminates the possibility for spinner to further talk trash about ashley i mean he could have been more assertive and told him i didn't have sex i didn't want to but who's doing that in eighth grade yeah that's true that's true yeah and ashley reflects upon her behaviors and her words towards terry which is really nice because then she apologizes for what she said. She admits that she was wrong for saying it and that she was just expressing her insecurities. And then the show ends. All great things. I think the funniest thing to me about this episode is how we saw so many people like lusting over each other and a lot of relationships that end up being something further down the line. If you know, you know, if you don't, you'll find out. Mm -hmm. But like uh, something we didn't really mention because it was just like a throwaway thing or like super quick was that Liberty was like begging JT to do his homework. And like that was the first introduction into us seeing someone like lusting or like thirsting over somebody. And then we see like Toby with these turtle documentaries and Paige lusting over Jimmy because it's Paige. Um, so it's just funny how these relationships like bloom further down the line and how they like right. introduce it to us here. So it's just something to put a pin in for all the listeners that are watching along with us. Yes. Um, and so regarding the next episode, in our next episode, title unknown, Jimmy wants to make the basketball team, but due to practice, his schoolwork suffers. To get an energy boost, he convinces Spinner to skip a Ritalin pill and give it to him instead resulting in Spinner off his medication, mooning the audience during halftime. Jimmy, under the influence of Ritalin, gets himself into trouble when he hurts Sean in an attempt to make the winning shot. Meanwhile, Liberty is tired of writing Ashley's video announcement speeches and not getting any credit for it. Ashley then gives her a chance at doing the announcements with the disastrous results. This description basically told you the entire episode. The just entire saying. episode. Like, I, where 
where was the room for mystery? That is so funny because I don't remember this one. So I'm looking forward to rewatching it. Um, wow. Yeah, it's starting to go there. So they're starting to introduce some drugs and sex and rock and roll and all the great things that Degrassi will teach us about. Yeah. Yep. It <laughs> makes me think of, and it, it really adds to, it seems like, the kind of drama or animosity between Jimmy and Spinner and that we hear that he's hurting Sean in an attempt to make the winning shot. And we see some rivalry present as they try to, I mean, they're trying out for the basketball team. So we're, we're kind of building upon that. You know, we start off by, by wondering, Hey, is Jimmy being mean on purpose? And there's just, and they, then a lot of just things build on top of each other until the really ultimate season finale. Um, there were a lot of hints at this that I did not notice the first time I watched because I was younger and stupid, but now we're seeing it. It's all there. Um, do you have a moral for the episode? I do. I pretty much said it already, but uh, my moral is don't have imma- <laughs> don't have sex with your immature ass. And if you do, do it responsibly. Um, but something else to point out is that these children were laughing at the thought of putting a condom on. So honestly, they don't need to be having sex. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that was, I had a very similar moral. I said, don't let anyone pressure you into having sex until you're ready. And I thought this was a pretty solid storyline because that should be a big deal to some people, I guess. And, you know, it was important for people to have these kind of, see this information, have these conversations, recognize that, you know, if I am going to do this, here's how to know you're ready, which Dr. Sally mentions. And also what should you do? We saw Ashley freaking out, and yeah, if that's the reaction that you're having, that's something you shouldn't be doing. However, I imagine if you're listening to this podcast, you're old like us, but maybe you are a 13-year-old watching a throwback episode, and hopefully you learned something. Yeah, absolutely. This kind of goes into just like the conversation we had last week where it's just like Degrassi has done things without being super preachy about it. Like, this was a great episode. Because it made everybody aware, even as embarrassing as it is, that it, like you need to use protection if you are going to have sex, no matter if you're ready or not. That's like up to you, pretty much. Yeah. Um, but with that, I had watched earlier this week the 20-year anniversary panel that Tubi like, hosted at the ATX like, festival. Um, just kind of talking with a bunch of the different cast members and like the writers and stuff like that. Um, and it's where we learned that... I wish I learned this in the first episode when we did this, but that Emma was actually named after the Emmy that they won for the episode where her mom got pregnant with her in high school. So that was super fun to realize. Like they didn't even know that they were going to bring Degrassi back for the next generation at that point. But they just said, if we do the person, the baby's name will be Emma because it won us an Emmy. So just goes to show that they've really worked to create these storylines that are actually useful to young people watching it. I agree. Um, I really do love that and then i think my only question for you is can you guess what the most controversial controversial degrassi episode was is it not accidents will happen is that with manny ha yes or is it mm-hmm. okay how much do you hate the fact that i knew that title off the top of my head yeah i'm mad that you knew the title before i even could make the connection that you were right so yes <laughs> But for those that don't know, wow, I'm so proud of myself. Yeah, literally. Um, for those that don't know, that's the 
spoiler alert, it's an abortion episode. So the most controversial Degrassi episodes they were saying were the ones about abortion, but it wasn't controversial in Canada. It was controversial in the U.S. Yes, I was actually going to add how they didn't originally air that episode in the United States until they had a marathon in the United States. And I forget when they ultimately ended up airing it, but they they cut it out. So I watched it as the shows were originally airing in, in the States. And so that episode just never happened. And then mm-hmm. I feel like there were like a couple of references to it in later episodes, very vaguely. But like, you know, they were together and then they weren't. And then that was it. So right. you kind of skipped over it. And then, you know, because the internet really wasn't that big of a thing. I mean, it was, but you had to really dig to find dig. the Degrassi groups. So this wasn't even something that I was aware of missing out until like one day I randomly saw it during a marathon and it was like, hold on. I've seen every Degrassi episode ever, but I hadn't, and they've been censoring it. Yeah, they've literally been censoring it. I think what they said is the episode originally aired in Canada in 2004, and then 2006 they aired it in the U.S., but only after they were able to do, like, a panel to discuss it because they were so scared of, like, the feedback or what people were going to think that they wanted to discuss it afterwards um, just to kind of put, like, facts to things and, like, things like that but it was just funny because they were pretty much like yeah like it was a non-issue in Canada like all this stuff is a non-issue to us it's always bigger in the states which says a lot um yeah I mean a lot about the censorship but clearly doesn't stop it from happening so but you know here we are yeah we love it I mean I am currently in one of the most oppressive states for women's bodies so interesting to know that even early on in the 2000s that this is something that people worried about that had nothing to do with them more than likely because I'm sure it was a man that made that decision so absolutely (laughs) all right so I we will have to talk more about the most controversial episodes once this episode is over which is right in this moment so this wrap that wraps this week's episode of below the dot podcast if you enjoyed your listen, please tell a friend to tell a friend. So perhaps Terry and I can be res- resurrected from the Degrassi black hole. To hold you over between episodes, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok under some derivative of the username below the dot. Feel free to reach out with any questions, comments, concerns, or trivia questions to either of our social media accounts or email us at whatever it takes 385 at gmail.com. And that is all I have to say for this episode. Anything else, Terry? Nope. That about covers it. You can find the link to all of our socials in our Instagram bio. And that is Instagram.com at B-E-L-O-W dot T-H-E-D-O-T below dot the dot. Um, And as always, thank you for listening. And we will see you or you will hear us (laughs) next week (laughs) when we meet you below the dot again. All right. Good day. I'm talking about the way it's gone.